Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, dear friends of Christ, Palm Sunday, you know, it really has it all. You've, we have powerful scripture readings. We have heart-moving hymns. We have triumph and tragedy. We have sin. We have sacrifice. Thousands of sermons could be preached just on the words that we read this morning. Literally thousands of sermons just based off the Word of God. But Paul, in our epistle, summarizes it all in one sentence. And being found in human form, Christ humbled himself to the point of death, even death on a cross. The week of this final week of Jesus' life was not easy, it was difficult. Nearly everyone, everyone disappointed him. Even his closest disciples. You remember the week before his death, they're out walking and they're having this argument. You know what they're arguing about? Which of them is the greatest? Well, how old are these guys? They're acting like children. Jesus was disappointed. And then there's Judas, who's working out his plan to betray Jesus. Disappointing. And then in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus is praying that he might have the strength to endure, to be the Lamb of God, to sacrifice his sins. And he just wants his disciples to stay with him. In the moment when he needed them the most, to stay awake and pray with him. And they slept. Disappointing. And then Peter brags about his bravery and his loyalty. I won't deny you. I'll die rather than deny you. And then when Jesus is arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane, they all flee, along with Peter. But give Peter credit. At least he returned to the trial to see how it would go. But there he denied Jesus three times, denying the Savior, disappointing Jesus was disappointed. It was a week before his death and one disappointment after another disappointment. It's a sad, sordid, faithless account with one exception. The criminal who was crucified with Jesus. He came to faith. Luke writes, two others who were criminals were led away to be put to death with Jesus. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, there they crucified him. And the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. The word for criminal in Greek is evildoer. They were, were evildoers. Matter of fact, they, their crime was so heinous that they deserved what they got. Both those criminals deserve what they got, the death penalty. Crucifixion. Crucifixion was a public deterrent. People would look and see what happened here, and they watch what happens to people who misbehaved. And the men and the women and children didn't want that to happen to them. Of course, one of these evil criminals repented. He repented of his evil. Turned away from his sin. And just before he died... Just before dying, he turns to the Savior of the world, the Creator of the world, and he says to Jesus, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Truly I say to you, today you'll be with me in paradise. Just before the thief died, he reminded Jesus of his purpose. 
Just before the thief died, he reminded why Jesus was suffering to save sinners. Suffering, that's not, that's not disappointing. Suffering to save people who are so broken like the horrible, evil doer, the criminal. Jesus came to save evil guys like that. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. That's a statement of faith. That's a statement of belief. The dying criminal, the crucified criminal, reminded Jesus of his duty. And and the thief teaches us a lesson. The thief teaches us to walk by faith, not by sight. Walk by faith, not by what you see. So our theme today from Palm Sunday, for Palm Sunday, faith at the cross. When the thief looked at Jesus on the cross, he just saw a man. He was just a man, like any other man, like you and me. The thief saw a man with a crown of thorns on his head. He witnessed Jesus with his own eyes. He saw just another guy, like me, but... The thief saw more. The thief saw more. He saw God. And he saw the Savior of the world dying for the sin of the world. Dying for the sins of his own criminal past. Jesus was a man, but the thief saw something different. Through the eyes of faith, Through the eyes of faith, he saw a Messiah. Through the eyes of faith, he saw a Savior. He saw a a bleeding man. He saw a dying victim, yes. But by faith, he saw God dying to pay for the criminal's past. And then he turned to Jesus, believing that he's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And he said, Jesus... Remember me when you enter your kingdom. That's faith. The thief clung to Jesus. Jesus, remember me. And Jesus remembers you. Do you really believe that? He remembers what you've done, certainly. He remembers all that you do. He knows you better than you know yourself, but He still dies for you. He still suffers for you. He still rises for you to remember you, to forgive you, to give you a kingdom, to welcome you into His kingdom. On Palm Sunday, Jesus entered into Jerusalem as their king. And they shouted, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Their faith was fickle. It didn't last. The one that they proclaimed as their king on Palm Sunday is the one that they turned against on Good Friday. Crucify him. They didn't see what the thief saw. They didn't see a savior. They didn't say the words that the thief said, Jesus, remember me when you go into your kingdom. And so this morning, we see faith at the cross. And you and I need that saving faith. You need that saving faith more than anything you need in the whole world. 
the ability to see Jesus as the greatest is the greatest gift. Do you understand that? It's your most precious treasure. You know, when we look at the cross, we don't see a mere man dying there, no. We see God. We see the hidden reality. We see what the unbelieving eye can't see. Our precious King of Kings. We see what Paul proclaims. Therefore God has exalted Jesus and bestowed on Him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You know, faith clings to that. Faith believes all that. And faith is necessary for salvation. But remember, faith always has an object. Faith always has an object, and the object of the Christian faith is Jesus. Faith is not what's in your heart. Don't lose perspective. Don't put faith in your heart. There is sin in your heart. Don't put faith in your emotions. Don't put faith in your knowledge. It's faulty. Don't put faith in your own faith. No, saving faith clings to Jesus alone. He is the object of your salvation. Did He suffer? Yes. Did He die? Yes. Did He rise again? Yes. For the sins of the whole world? Yes. And it's that simple, and it doesn't matter how you feel about it. What matters is, do you believe it? Saving faith clings. Saving faith believes. But I warn you, faith at the cross is not an easy thing. It's easier to doubt. It's much easier to say, Jesus, you know, I sure hope that you'll remember me in your kingdom. Don't do that. Don't have an empty hope. But boldly profess that salvation is outside of you. Salvation is in the water. Salvation is in the bread and wine. Salvation is in the cross sacrificed and Jesus and His body and blood given for you. Salvation is a promise. And cling to that promise. Boldly cling to the cross. Boldly cling to Jesus. Boldly cling to the empty tomb. Did He suffer? Did He die? Did He rise again? And because of all that, are you saved? Yes. Your salvation is not found in how you feel about all that. Your salvation is found in the fact that, that Jesus did all that. You see the difference? It's not how we feel, but what Jesus has done. The thief on the cross understood that. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Because Jesus is the key to everything. So, if saving faith is our most treasured possession, then why do we risk it? Why do we endanger it? If saving faith is our most precious gift, 
more precious than silver or gold, why do we put it in peril by willfully sinning against God's Word? You know, why, why do we stubbornly refuse to go to church? Why, do we, why are we so selfish with our time that we don't even want to open up God's Word and devotion or, or come to a Bible study? If our faith is so precious, our most precious treasured possession, then why do we more quickly run into sin than run away from it in repentance? Listen, this is Holy Week. Cling to what Jesus has done for you. Faith makes all the difference in the world. Saving faith is a difference between heaven and hell. Saving faith is a difference between paradise and eternal damnation. What are you doing to guard your faith? To protect your faith? To enrich your faith? Strengthen your faith? Preserve your faith? Your faith is worth more than much gold. Faith receives. Faith clings. And faith believes in Jesus Christ as its object. It believes the, unprom- un- the unbelievable promise of God. Truly I say to you, today, after your death, you'll be with me in paradise. Without faith, that promise is just a bunch of empty words. But with faith, those words are salvation. And when the thief on the cross heard those words, as he was dying, those words were ringing in his ears. Truly I say to you, Today, you'll be with me in paradise. And he believed. But I want you to notice, his situation didn't change. He believed, but he wasn't suddenly freed from the cross. He believed, but his life suddenly didn't get better. His life didn't improve, did it? Not one bit. The thief suffered and died. Nothing outwardly changed. But something did change, didn't it? His heart changed. His soul changed. His salvation changed. And he had hope. He had salvation just before he breathed his last. This man who would soon be dead shows us what having faith at the cross looks like. It's clinging to Jesus, the object of our faith, when all else seems to fail. He died the criminal that he deserved. He died the death he deserved to die, but he had that promise ringing in his ears, truly I say to you, today you'll be with me in paradise. And for that thief, that promise meant everything just as it must have meant for those 21 Egyptian Coptic Christians. Remember that about seven years ago? Maybe you remember the story. The Islamic State captured them and hung them. You can still see pictures of them hanging in their orange jumpsuits on the Internet. It's almost surreal as they're hanging there all dead. You think, well, that's a Hollywood picture. No, that's Christian martyrs who profess Jesus. And of course, ISIS, 
made a video of them. And he said, these are infidels, unbelievers. These are people of the cross in a derogatory fashion. But these Christians died believing. They died knowing. They died clinging to Jesus. None of them screamed. None of them fought. None of them tried to get away. But in the background, in the video, you can hear them praying. Lord Jesus, remember me. And in an instant, they were with Jesus in paradise. Those Christian martyrs, the thief and the cross, they have nothing on you. You have the same promise. You have the same hope. You share their same victory. And the promise of Jesus rings in your ears. Today you'll be with me in paradise. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.